0: Merkel <laughs> Media You think that I'm running in place Y'all really testing my patience Right for I blow up the spot I had to get back to the bases What if my talent is wasted? It's sick what I'm lacking a place I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal. I can never quit now, I will never settle. Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like pedal. We in the same yeah, game, but yeah, I'm on a different yeah, level yeah. I passed it. Gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket. No fake round, but you feeling too plastic. Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic. They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket. Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be. All that hate is a heavy rotation. You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me. Oh, don't make me lose my mind, don't make me lose my mind. My mind, don't make me lose my mind because I'm looking like Wesley Test me. Don't make me lose my mind, don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind because I'm looking like Wesley Test me. Because I'm like Wesley Test me. No, 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 no running back nation what is good it is I DJs but running back Philly no frauds no fanboys no intros uh just for me watching a double overtime game against the Houston Rockets on a Monday in December hit the like button on YouTube if you're listening on Apple podcast Spotify or any other platform leave me a review go to Apple podcasts Search Running Back Philly. It's there in beautiful, mastered audio. Thank you to Merkel Media. Leave a review. That's all I ask. Subscribe to the channel if you're brand new or if you watch these and you're not subscribed because that's not nice. Give you free content all the time. All I ask is the subscribe button and the like button. That's it. That's it. The Philadelphia 76ers lose. I can't even say, I can't even start this out with a straight face and, and and talk speak clearly without laughing the philadelphia 76ers lose to the houston rockets 123 to 132 in double overtime double overtime i mean well at least the game wasn't boring you know Stevie, thanks for the super chat. As always, my guy, I'll get to it in a second. At least the game wasn't boring. That's like the first thing that I thought. Like, you know, sometimes there's a late game on a Monday night and there's not much to say after it's over. So I guess there's a lot of things for me to say. As far as a podcast goes, I can look at it in that light. It wasn't boring. It was ridiculous. This team is flat out pathetic, embarrassing. Everything they do wrong are the essentials, the groundwork, the the cinder blocks of the game. They don't have. They don't have the basics of the basics. They don't practice. They don't practice. This basketball team does not practice. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with the conspiracies. I'm done dancing around it. This team doesn't practice. And Kate Scott and Al Abdanabi, I know they have to do a job and make it sound not as bad as it is on TV for whatever reason to keep the fans interested. So they're talking about the end of a road trip. Oh, the team looks tired like I'm tired. Ah, the end of a road trip. Oh, such a long road trip. What does the team have to hike up a mountain to to the hotel? You guys are acting like you walked across the damn country. You're acting like you had to walk from Cleveland to Houston and you're tired. So what are you talking about? You got on an airplane and you got on a bus. Shut up. Tired at the end of a road trip. You got to play a 40-minute basketball game. You get pampered. You get ice baths. You get a. You, you got a personal massage therapist. You got personal chefs. You literally have a trainer that wakes you up in the morning. Somebody gives you breakfast. You, you basically get carried onto the bus with a pillow and a blanket. To play a basketball game. Now stop giving me that tired at the end of a road trip bullshit. Because there's people out there doing real jobs. Just wanted to get that off my chest for a second. Tired at the end of a road trip. Man, give me a damn break. (laughs) I got two stats for you. That are going to. Describe this. Sad excuse for a basketball effort. Perfectly. We don't even have to do a whole post game show. We can just say these two stats right here. Okay? And James Harden's coming back from a foot injury, so I'm not looking at the shooting woes. I'm not looking at the certain things that happened. You know, you knew he was going to be rusty. Uh, you know, you can't really condition for basketball while rehabbing a foot. Obviously, you can't play basketball the whole time you're in a walking boot or rehabbing the foot. You know, he's probably walking on a treadmill. He's probably swimming in the pool, all those kinds of things. You can't play basketball. So I didn't expect James Harden to be good in this game. I do think the fact that we kept going to James Harden in crunch time made no sense at all. Tobias Harris had 27 points in the game, seven three-pointers, and I feel like he didn't touch the ball for the last 15 minutes. Why did we keep going to James Harden with the game on the line who just sat out for a month? <laughs> Doc, come on, Glenn. You got—you can't be serious, Glenn. You can't be serious. I thought you were going to bring James in the game slowly on a minute's restriction. No, you played him 38 minutes, and you went to him every single time the game was on the line. I told you guys, man, You you, you sat up here and said, Maybe this could be this. Maybe this could be that. Maybe the Sixers can do this now that they know the bench is deep. Maybe, Doc, well, I I told you it's going to be the same exact thing. Why would it change? He's a 62-year-old stubborn dinosaur. It's not going to change. How do we just beat the Orlando Magic by 30 points without Joel Embiid, without James Harden, We get Joel and James back and we lose to the Houston Rockets. You tell me how. Because of Glenn Rivers pecking order. I told you the ball movement would stop. All of the glory that the bench got. All of the look at Shake Milton. He can get buckets. Look at the Anthony Melt. Look at this. Look at that. All of that's going to stop because it's Glenn's pecking order. Joel Embiid number one, James Harden number two. It doesn't matter if either of those guys are on one leg, one arm, a broken foot, coming off of a month of rehab. It doesn't matter. So sadly, Eastwood was right about that. But I went on a little bit of a rant there and I didn't actually give you the two stats that I wanted to give you that's going to explain exactly what happened in this game. Here's the two stats. Are you ready? Are you ready? Brace yourself. Get a vomit bucket. Bring it near you. Okay? Joel Embiid and James Harden combined for eight turnovers in the fourth quarter and overtime periods. Joel Embiid didn't play the second overtime. They probably would have combined for 14 turnovers. They combined for eight turnovers. (laughs) Eight! Two players combined for eight turnovers in the fourth quarter and overtime but it gets better. I have a stat for you that is even more disgusting than that one. The Houston Rockets had 13 offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter and overtime periods. The Houston Rockets had 13 offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter And overtime periods. This game does, this team does not have fundamental focus. This team does not have fundamentals. This team does not practice. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. 13 offensive rebounds in overtime, and the fourth quarter periods. That is pathetic. Pathetic. GW, like I said the other day, this team deserves no patience. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. This team deserves no patience. You are capped out. You don't have draft picks. You have spent all of your assets to get here. This is supposed to be a championship level team. And they don't practice fundamentals. They don't box out. They don't box out. This team does not box out. How stupid is that? Rob R., thanks for the super chat. The best time to fire Doc Rivers was the end of last season. The second best time is now. <laughs> This team does not practice fundamentals. Alright, so uh, one more thing. A-, a play that really, really, really exemplifies what happened in this game. A specific play that I watched happen that pissed me right off. And these things make me mad because it's the effort. When you're questioning effort on a professional sports team, there's only one finger you can point How many years are we going to say the players need to be held accountable? Of course they need to be held accountable. But if the players are showing that they don't care on the court, it starts from the top. It starts from the message that is being delivered in the locker room, in practice. It starts with the culture. This is not a winning vibe. This is not a winning attitude. This is not a winning mentality. These guys right now are losers. This team and the players on it right now have loser energy, have loser mentality. They're going out here and giving pathetic, pathetic efforts. We get smoked by the Cavs by 40,000 points and people want to write that off. And I went off about the first quarter of that game, and people said, just forget about that game. It was a stinker that shot 80% from three to sixers, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. It's no big deal. Now I see people tweeting tonight, let's forget about this game like it ever happened. I got a question for you. How many damn games do you get per season that you get to say, let's just forget about it? Because championship-level teams, like the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, are not taking any game lightly. They're not taking nights off. They're not sitting back on a Monday night saying ah, it's to Houston Rockets. It's a, they don't have their coach sitting up there saying it's a scheduled loss. This team is unserious. They don't want to win. They don't care. And the only way to change that is to change it from the top. You know that I went on a little bit of a rant there. I didn't get to tell you the play that I was talking about a specific play in this game that described what happened entirely and that is a small microcosm of this team in general. In the fourth quarter, De'Anthony Melton gets a steal, runs a fast break, one on two. Nobody else crosses half court. Nobody. Nobody. The Anthony Melton got a steal, ran a fast break, and exactly zero Sixers players ran with him. What is this team? What is this? Do they even like each other? At the same time, if I'm the Anthony Melton, I'm turning around there saying, where the hell is everybody at? What are you guys doing? Run with me, man. Give me some help. This team once again got out-hustled outworked they show no heart they show no fight and they look like they don't care how long are we going to do this man how long are we going to do this <sighs> James Harden's return uh you know it, I didn't again I didn't expect him to play well couldn't really practice basketball while rehabbing a, a, a strained foot tendon I think 38 minutes and 25 seconds is absolutely ridiculous for him to play coming back from a foot injury. I thought even Doc Rivers was going to implement him slowly, bring him along slowly, have him on a little bit of a minute's restriction. Yeah, it went to double overtime, but again, it's it's a Monday night in December. Do you care that much? Sit him down. I don't give a damn. He wasn't playing well. He was four for 19. Just say, James is on a minutes restriction. He's not playing in overtime. We're going to run with the Anthony Melton and shake Melton and see what happens. I would have rather that than to play James Harden 38 minutes and 25 seconds after he sat out for a month. It's just ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I thought James was trying i mean there was times where you got the old james harden where you know he's arguing and yelling at the ref while the ball is bouncing at his feet and he's not paying attention but you know i i I respected james's effort in the game for for sitting out for a month he looks he looks healthy he just needs to get his legs under him needs to get that rhythm the shot will start to fall hit a couple of threes uh it is what it is. You can't really be mad at James Harden for what he did in this game. I know. In the fourth quarter, down by 2, James goes for 3. People didn't like it. Uh but, you know, the game was only tied because James Harden hit a 3, don't forget that. James hits a 3, ties the game. Then he gets the ball back with with the game on the line to win it. He goes iso. Joel gives him a screen. I don't know what exactly they were trying to do with the screen. They didn't run like a pick and roll. The defense just switched. It didn't really do anything. Harden tries to hit a step back on Shangoon, who, by the way, was impressive as hell in this game. And there's some players on the Houston Rockets that I had a lot of fun watching. If that's not how you pronounce his name, I apologize. James Harden tries to hit a step-back three on Shangoon to win the game, and he blocks the jump shot. And that should tell you right there, James doesn't have his legs right now because he sat out for a month because he's not getting the elevation. I mean, if your if you're, if you're step-back three is getting blocked, you don't have your legs. That brings me back to Tobias Harris being 9 for 15, 7 for 8 from the three-point line for 27 points. But we're going to James Harden with the game on the line. We're not bringing Tobias off a screen, trying to get him downhill. We're not trying to feed the hot hand. We're not doing anything creative. We're going to buy, we're going James Harden, ISO, step back three to try to win the game. Uh, gets blocked. Game goes to overtime. Harden uh, has the ball again. Time running down in the first overtime. Game on the line. Harden shoots another one. To try to win it, misses that one. Just weird to me that you know Harden had such a bad shooting night, and we're going to him down the stretch. We're not drawing up plays for Embiid to get somebody one on one on the block. We're not drawing up plays for Embiid to get a face up ISO in the mid range area in a tie game or down by two. We're going James Harden ISO outside the three point line. There, there, there's the team has no fundamentals and no discipline and, and and no care in the world but but on top of that there's just no game plan there's no strategy like what what are we doing here what are we doing <sighs> what other points did i want to make joe beat in this game he gives you 39 points 7 rebounds 3 assists 2 steals 2 blocks fouled out in overtime Uh, to put Kevin Porter Jr. at the free throw line to win it, he misses the first one. Actually, he fouled out in the fourth quarter. Him missing that free throw inevitably sent us to overtime because James went down and tried to win the game. Uh, If I'm off by a point or two, whatever. But uh, I didn't really like Joel Embiid's rebounding effort for most of this game. Um... And if I look at the total stats of both teams, it'll probably back me up. Uh, I just, it, you know, and and Joel tries to do everything for the team. Like, you know, it's hard to talk bad about somebody that scored 39 points. Um, but really, like, most of the game he was getting out-rebounded. He had one rebound in the first quarter. He had, come on, Page, load, bro. Oh, I click on quarter two and, and nothing happens. It froze. He had one rebound in the second quarter. He had one rebound in the third quarter. And he had one rebound in the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid had four rebounds Uh, going into the fourth. Wait, how did he finish with seven? One. Two, three, four. Oh, he had three in the first overtime. He did play the first overtime. I'm confused. Um, anyway, I didn't like Joel Embiid's rebounding effort really in the game, and that showed it right there. He had four rebounds going into overtime. My seven foot two, two hundred eighty pound center, who, you know, there's been games this season, not this season, last season, years prior where he finished the game with twenty plus rebounds uh four rebounds going into the in, into overtime is, is i don't think is uh is acceptable i'll say you know so i didn't like his rebounding effort um i know he tries to conserve his energy for the end of the game and things like that but the rebounding effort was not good uh there were stretches at the end of the game where he still looked like the only player that cared you know trying to block shots trying to dive on the floor for loose balls Trying to give effort when nobody else is even hardly crossing half court on a fast break. Uh but yeah, you know, I just we got outworked and out hustled by the Houston Rockets once again. Joel fouls out by fouling Kevin Porter Jr. uh driving to the rim in overtime. I didn't like the call, but on the replay, you gotta call that. And I respect you uh trying to block the shot but it's a two point you're up by two Joe you're you're up by no you're up by one Trying to save the game with a block I get it but you know a little too aggressive with five fouls basically tackle the guy they have to call it you foul out uh Tobias Harris Nine for 15, seven for eight from the three-point line, 27 points, four rebounds, and assist, three steals, a block. He had a great game. And again, I don't think he touched the ball in the final uh, 10 minutes, which doesn't make sense to me. Let's look at Tobias Harris's field goal attempts, and I'm not saying it's his fault. Um, he was four for seven in the second quarter for 12 points, so he gets real hot in the second quarter. He had 10 points in the third quarter. He was three for four. What happened to that? What happened to that? Tobias Harris had seven... Tobias had 11 field goal attempts in the second and the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, Tobias Harris had one field goal attempt. Why? In overtime, number one, Tobias Harris had one field goal attempt. In overtime, number two, Tobias Harris had two field goal attempts. Uh... You know, so twenty two points in the second and third quarter, and then five points in the fourth quarter and both overtimes combined. And and I don't again, I don't think that's on Tobias. Everything was going through Harden Embiid, and Bede, like I said, on the stream. I sat right up here with RB and, and, and Sean Bernard and people trying to be positive. And saying can can the Sixers continue their ball movement their 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 defense can they continue all of these team chemistry things when when the stars come back And I sat right up there and said, I, I'm sorry to tell you guys, the answer is no. it's going to go right back to what it was it's going to go right back to Doc River's pecking order. Why would it not do why why would it not? And that's exactly what happened this is it's getting too easy to predict at this point. Too easy. And I don't care that it's a Monday night against the Houston Rockets in the beginning of the season. I don't care. I know people like to sound like these games don't matter. These games 100% matter. Because you're trying to build chemistry and momentum moving towards the middle of the season. And this team straight up doesn't have it right now. P.J. Tucker, what does he do? What does he do? He's, he's getting paid $30 million to get cardio. Let's call it what it is. He played 42 minutes in the game. Why? For what reason? Somebody tell me why. P.J. Tucker played 42 minutes in his game. I need to know why. He had three points and six rebounds in 42 minutes. Why? He put up two field goal attempts in 42 minutes. We're sp- he's supposed to be this corner three-point specialist. This dog, the lockdown defender, the hustle guy who shoots 46.5% on corner threes. He's supposed to be the corner three specialist. He's shooting one three-pointer in 42 minutes. What? And this, this goes back to Paul George playing for the L.A. Clippers. He said it flat out, Doc Rivers didn't use me the right way. So what are the odds players like P.J. Tucker put on a Sixers jersey and all of a sudden he's getting up one three-point attempt in 42 minutes? Anthony Melton played 39 minutes, three for eight from the floor. Eight rebounds for a six-foot-two guard. Six assists, two steals. I I like that kid's effort, man. Again, he's not a stud. He's not somebody that's going to carry you with the scoring load. He's not going to do anything amazing with the ball in his hands necessarily. But the dude's effort is is 100% off the charts. The start of the game to the finish of the game. You're never going to see a play where you say the Anthony Melton didn't try on that play. And I, and and getting down to the fourth quarter and overtime, he was locking up uh, uh, Jalen Green and, and denying him the ball. And I really think his his defensive effort is underappreciated. I just think he he brings something to this team that 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 we lacked for a long time. But also, you don't see really out of anybody else on this squad right now. Daniel House Jr., what does he do? What does he do? What's he here for? What does he do? In 20 minutes, two for three, shot one three-pointer, two rebounds, one assist, a minus 10. What does he do? Cool. The first quarter, he took a dribble, drove down the lane, and and made a wide-open dunk. Cool. Cool. What does Daniel House Jr. do? Why is he playing 20 minutes? I can find better players somewhere else. I can find better players in the second round of the draft. Cough, cough. I can find better players bro, undrafted, out of the G League, somewhere. Every team has players, young athletes, producing night in and night out. And here we are with Daniel House Jr., getting 20 minutes in an NBA basketball game, who I, I forgot he even played in the NBA before we signed him. I You haven't heard his name since he played in Houston with James Harden. The guy's not good. Straight up. Terrible signing. Horrendous signing. I don't know why Daryl Morey went, oh, I got to get all the old Houston Rockets players. It's ridiculous. It, well, it didn't work five years ago, and now they're five years older, and you're going to try it again? Ridiculous. Play somebody else. I don't want to see Daniel House Jr. anymore. Matisse Thybul gets seven minutes in the game. Why? I don't know. I know he looks lost a lot of times with the ball in his hands. When, when plays break down, you don't want him to be dribbling a basketball and trying to create something. I know that. I know he can't make a, a wide-open fast-break layup. But if you can get him to play defense and just shoot the ball from three when he's open, he hasn't been shooting a horrendous percentage from three. He's been making them, you know? I'm just saying. I'd rather have his defense over Daniel House's defense, obviously, and I don't think his offense is much worse. Furkan Korkmaz was in the game for 12 minutes. Who cares? He's awful. I mean, Furkan Korkmaz is so bad that when he makes a basket, everybody laughs. Really? That's where we're at now? We're we're doing that in an NBA game? Furkan Korkmaz is going to hit a step back three and get a four point play and everybody's laughing? Because it it just doesn't look normal? Because it's like funny? Like, "Ah, look, Furkan has a highlight. (laughs) Everybody laughs and claps on the bench. Ala and Kate are laughing in the booth. What is this? Get this unserious garbage off of my TV. Furkan Korkmaz is in his 10th season with the Philadelphia 76ers. When does it end? He was drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. and You're telling me in, it is, it's not his 10th season. It was a joke, but what is it, his third or his fourth? hes He's giving you three points in an NBA game, and everybody's laughing when he scores because he's that bad? What is this roster, bro? What is this? The Philadelphia 76ers are missing Tyrese Maxey right now. They're missing his heart. They're missing his effort. They're missing his speed. They're, mis- they're, they're missing his mismatch ability. They're missing his getting to the rim ability, creating shots in, in the, in the mid-range, around the rim. They're missing his three-point shooting. They are missing Tyrese Maxey so bad. They're missing his transition game. And we need to not forget that. This team is so much better with Tyrese Maxey on the floor. So much better. So we can look at it like, you know, without Joel and James and Maxey, yeah, they're probably not going to be good. Take the starters off of any team, they're probably not going to be good. You get Joel back, James comes back from a foot, is rusty, is not shooting the ball well. They're still probably not going to be good. Let's not forget the fact that Tyrese Maxey is still out. I think that helps us a lot. Him being back doesn't change the fact that this team doesn't have any fundamental awareness, any fundamental discipline. They're disrespecting the game. The Philadelphia 76ers are disrespecting the game of basketball pass the ball, share the ball, find the open man, play defense, communicate defensively, and fucking box out. Basketball fundamentals. Any high school coach, middle school coach, college coach, NBA coach would be offended and disgusted watching this team right now. Doc Rivers should be embarrassed of his basketball team. But he'll probably sit up there and say, yeah, you know, James isn't himself yet and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. This was a scheduled loss. He'll skirt around everything except the fact that his team is undisciplined and unserious. Let's look at the Houston Rockets for a second because they were fun to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. I had a lot more fun watching the Houston Rockets than I did the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. A lot more fun. Jalen Green scored 27 points. He was 9 for 20 from the field. He was 0 for 7 from 3. He had 7 assists, 4 rebounds. But he's a bucket. He played 44 minutes in the game. And it, it, when it really mattered the most in crunch time, he kept coming at you. You know, and he's a young player. If he turns the ball over, if he takes a bad shot, if he, if he tries to throw a no-look alley-oop on a fast break with a defense, Hender right behind him. If he makes mistakes, it didn't slow him down. He kept coming at you. He kept attacking the rim. He kept putting pressure on your weak interior defense. Outside of Joel Embiid. Kevin Porter Jr. Released by the Cleveland Cavaliers because he's a maniac. Tried to fight everybody in the locker room. Uh. He had 24 points tonight, 7 for 17, 4 for 8 from the three-point line. 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Couple of big-time threes. Who hit the back-to-back threes in overtime? Was it was it Porter Jr.? Overtime 2. Porter Jr. hit one, Jabari Smith Jr. hit one, and Eric Gordon hit one in the second overtime. The 76ers made one three-pointer in the second overtime. The Houston Rockets made three. Um, A couple other things I want to talk about with the Houston Rockets. This guy, Alperin Shangoon. I loved him. I loved watching him. I loved watching him play. I never heard of him before. I didn't watch a single Houston Rockets game this season. I don't know where this dude came from. I didn't watch him get drafted. I don't know anything about him. I just turn on the game. It's the Houston Rockets. I say, okay, look, here's this big white dude, and he's going to try to guard Joel Embiid, and that's all I knew coming into it, and he impressed me. I had a, good, I had, I had a fun time watching him play. He held his own against Joel. Yeah, Joel dropped 39. Because it's Joel Embiid. I'm just saying, a young player like that, he had some really, really good defensive possessions against Joel Embiid. He had some times where he tried to have offensive possessions against Joel Embiid. It didn't work out. He, He lost the ball, dove on, and landed on his head out of bounds, you know? But the effort was there. Kid was four for nine, had eight rebounds, had, count them, five offensive rebounds. How many games are we going to get absolutely smoked on the boards this season? Every game? Yeah, are we going to do that every game? Are we going to get absolutely smoked on the boards every game? Alperin Shangoon had five offensive rebounds. Had fun watching them. I like watching young teams like this. Because they're they're unproven players with chips on their shoulders. They want to prove to the world that they can play at the NBA level. And you just see a different level of effort and heart and hustle and, and grind and intensity. and It's fun to watch. You get a pampered ass, overrated, overpaid team like the Philadelphia 76ers. And you get a bunch of divas. They walk onto the court thinking everything's handed to them, thinking, oh, we got this in the bag. It's just the Houston Rockets, and they get ran out of the building and embarrassed. You need, you need somebody in charge that's going to stop treating these players like they've already done something. Not a single player on this roster has a championship ring, and none of them should act any better than anybody on a Houston Rockets team because you haven't done anything. That's how I feel about that. One more guy I want to talk about. Um, first of all, Kenya Martin Jr. or KJ Martin Jr. had 14 points off the bench for the Houston Rockets in 19 minutes. I got news for you guys. The Houston Rockets bench had, uh, let me do some math here real quick, 32, 33 points, 33, 39 points. Wait, no, Garrison Matthews had five. 44 points. The Houston Rockets bench had 18, 28, 32, 38, 43. The Houston Rockets bench had 43 points. Okay? The Philadelphia 76ers bench had 24. 43 to 24. Now, I want you guys in the chat, and thank you for hanging out and listening to me rant this whole time, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> I want y'all in the chat to answer me some questions here. Okay. Let me see if I missed any uh let me see if I missed any supers for you guys, man. Sorry. Sorry if I missed any super chats. I love you guys. Thank you for supporting the channel as always. A man deep cower. I think Daniel House is an excellent three and D player. Excellent! <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Daniel House Jr. is horrendous. And he won't even shoot an open three. He has to pump fake and dribble and try to take a step back. He is a weird, weird player. He has a weird jump shot. He has a weird style. He's always, like, sideways and, like, jumping backwards. and like oh, I don't know what this is. I can't agree with that. Daniel Howells Jr. is not an excellent 3 and D player. Alec B., man, thank you for the super chat. Give up on this squad until Doc is gone. It's pointless. You're fighting a losing battle. Doc is the first thing that needs to go. Gentlemen. Alec, listen, man, everybody's saying that. And it's becoming general knowledge, general consensus, and, uh, you know, It's just becoming generally known around around the city of Philly, around uh, the Sixers fan community. Everybody knows Doc has to go. When are we going to do it? You know, how long are we going to do this for, bro? Like, it's general knowledge now. Everybody I run into, people that don't even really pay that close attention to basketball, they say, oh, they got to get rid of Doc Rivers. (laughs) It's so obvious, man. It's so obvious. Aaron Cabbage, my guy. Thanks for super chatting. And thanks for being here, man. Uh, Aaron says, I work most Monday nights, but I've been sick the last couple of days. My reward for calling out is getting to watch this garbage. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you should have went to work at halftime, bro. I would have went. I, I would rather go to work sick and watch what I just watched. But anyway, I got a question for you guys, Okay. And yeah, you know, somebody commented the other day and said, all you do is bash Doc Rivers every single episode. This isn't even Sixers talk anymore. It's anti-Doc Rivers talk. And I got, you're absolutely right. It is anti-Doc Rivers talk. I'm going to be anti-Doc Rivers talk until he's finally up out of here. My Sixers talk until Glenn Rivers is gone is going to be fire Doc Rivers talk. It's just the way that it is. What am I supposed to do? Here's another example. Okay. The Sixers get 24 points off the bench. The Houston Rockets get 44. Now look, I need you to answer me this in the chat. All right. How many minutes on average would Doc Rivers play a guy named Tari Eason in an NBA game? I'll wait. I'll wait. And then we're going to move on to the next one, okay? How many minutes would Glenn Rivers? play a guy named Tari Eason. Tari Eason. 21 years old. 2022 first round pick. But he's 21 years old. Zero. Zero. Zero, 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 none, zero, zero, none. He would send him to the G League. Tari Eason had 18 points off the bench. He's 21 years old. He had 18 points off the bench. Isaiah Joe is 24. And we're still talking about young player this and young player that. He wouldn't even put that dude on the floor. How many minutes would Glenn Rivers play Kenyon Martin Jr.? The answer to that is zero also. He played for 19 minutes. He had 14 points off the bench for the Houston Rockets. How many minutes would Glenn Rivers play backup center Bruno Fernando. The answer is zero. 2019 second round pick number 34, six foot ten, two hundred forty 240 pounds. Doc Rivers would not put Charles Bassey on the floor in garbage time in the beginning of a season. You got other coaches out here playing guys like Bruno, Fernando, Tari Eason, Kenyon Martin Jr. How do the Rockets have these players on the bench and we're still out here putting Furcon, Korkmaz on the floor, bro? How many years am I going to watch this? (laughs) How how are we going to keep doing this, man? How are we going to keep doing this? Lanell Robinson, Harden's too slow and unathletic. He doesn't fit. Uh, he doesn't fit what? Are we fast and athletic? We're not. We're not. I'm not saying you're wrong. You might be right. We got We got to see. You know, James was back this season. James had some 30-point triple-doubles so far. Um, James is the only reason this game went to overtime, by the way. He's he looked slow and unathletic tonight. He's coming off a foot injury. He's clearly not in basketball shape. He sat for a month. You play basketball and then quit playing for a month and then you come back and play, you're not going to be good. I'm just saying, give him a little bit of time to get his legs back after sitting for a month and then and then see see what it looks like. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Uh, guess that's all I wanted to carry uh, a cover. Um, with this game, let's go through the fourth quarter in overtime real quick. Embiid was in the locker room in the fourth quarter. Don't know why. Um, la Abdanabi and Kate Scott were talking about players' facial hair on the sideline. I really gotta I really gotta get a, a fire stick with a VPN so I can get away broadcast because I can't do it anymore, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I can't do it anymore. It's so brutal to listen to. I can't I, I can't stand it actually. Like I don't even like putting it on my TV. I, I just can't stand it. I, I, somebody help me out. What can I do? Is there something I can do to to have a different broadcast? I can't get the away broadcast because it's, it's out of market. It's blacked out. What am I supposed to do? I pay for NBA League Pass. I still can't get the away broadcast. I'm stuck listening to this. I can't listen to it anymore. A la Abdinabi. Okay, Here, look. Death, taxes, Allah Abdinabi acting like... Reminding us, I'm sorry, that 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 the game was better 95 years ago. Yeah, that's all he does. He's going to tell you what college every player went to. He's going to tell you whose who's dad every player is. And and he's going to tell you that the game was better 95 years ago. Oh, that's a foul today's game back in my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard it 10 million times. Knock it off. He also acts like young players are like toddlers or or seven-year-old kids. You know, he does this thing, right? Jalen Green makes a really nice Euro step through the lane reverse layup. And Allah says this, you know, that's a really, that's a really good move for such a young player. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, these are basketball players. They're not five-year-olds. You got what, what you gotta be in the NBA for seven years to be able to do a Eurostep? There's kids in high school doing Euro step reverse layups. I'll, I got news for you. There's kids in middle school doing Euro Step reverse layups. That's a really nice move for such a young player. I just don't understand anything that happens on that broadcast, bro. It just drives me nuts. Uh Cassell, man, what's up? Thanks for being here. Eastwood, we appreciate you giving us a postgame at 12 a.m. Thanks a lot, bro. Much appreciate Hey, thank you. And you're welcome. Um I do this, I don't know. Makes me feel good after watching the game. I there's some things I gotta get off my chest, you know, so I appreciate you guys listening. Uh Allah's too joking. and his joke sucks. <laughs> Kate is so terrible. I'm not too mad with Allah. Nah, I can't get down with that. That's why. And I'm not saying I like listening to to her either. Uh, I'd rather listen to, um, I don't know. I'd rather listen to somebody chop wood with a chainsaw or I'd rather listen to somebody drag a fork across a cinder block You know, than to listen to this broadcast in general. But the worst part about the broadcast is easily Allah Abdenabi. It's easily Allah, dude. All this guy does is educate you the whole game. You know, player gets called for a travel. He's going to tell you exactly what the travel was in detail and why you can't do it. Uh, his pivot foot's right there, you see, and here's his right pivot foot. Now he's going to pick up this one before the ball touches the ground. You can't do that. You got to put the ball down before you move your foot. Just the czar of basketball, a la Abdinabi, that's just going to educate us the whole game. I, I, uh, I could rant about this for a long time. I got to turn it off. I got to give it up. I have to. (laughs) Sixers down two points. All of the Sixers will need to score if they want to win this. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Mark Jackson would be perfect next to Kate Scott. Now nah, we got we got to we, we got to get we got to get them both up out of here. This is it's bad. It's not good, you know. And I'm not saying NBA teams have have amazing local broadcast teams, but it's bad. And then and, and the pregame is bad, and the postgame is bad. This is not good. <laughs> NBC Sports. Why do you think everybody left and is doing Jacob jo- Media on YouTube, bro? NBC Sports is falling apart. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's just not for me. I don't want to insult anybody. Just not. It's a hard listen. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that's all I got tonight, man. I appreciate all of you for being here. I appreciate you joining the chat. I appreciate you uh, watching a double overtime game um, and tuning into this show After the game, you guys are awesome. Uh, Clips will be posted tomorrow. Maybe a play breakdown, something like that. And listen to the show on podcast platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else. And leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, that would be much appreciated. We are right now. the number six uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts when you search Sixers. Earlier today, we were number six. We were on the second page. There we are. Number six. Rights to Ricky Sanchez. Sixers beat. Liberty Ballers. Locked on 76ers with Keith Pompey. Wait, where do we go? Oh, Octon 76ers, second page, Sixers Talk, NBC Sports Philly, and Run It Back Philly, right under that. So we're we're doing big things here, guys. We are right under the official Sixers Talk podcast from NBC Sports Philly. We are right under that on the second page when you search Sixers on Apple Podcasts. So if anybody that hasn't already Please do me the favor. Go over to Apple Podcasts on your phone right now. Go to Run It Back, Phil. You can type in Run It Back, Philly, or you can just type in Sixers, and we're right there. Click on it. Boom. Scroll to the bottom, and give your boy a five-star review. I would appreciate that. Let me read the reviews while we're here, man. Uh... Five stars says, what's up, DJ? I needed this while driving. Hey, I'm here for you, my guy. Uh, Sixerfan22 says, this is the go-to pod. DJ's that guy. He's always on point. I say the same things about the team that he does. Thank you for that. Uh, Realist, the best Philly sports show. Five stars. Thank you for that. Epic podcast. Great episodes and quality. Thank you for that. The best sports podcast for everything Philly. Thank you for that. Love listening uh, this guy is funny and knows his stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you for thinking I'm funny. <laughs> Philly fans seventy six ones, Amazing conversation to listen to on my drives to work. I appreciate that. Look, I appreciate all the reviews. And if you leave me a review, you are officially not a fraud. Anyway, that's all I got, man. Uh, well, who do the Sixers play next? Who we play next? So we play tomorrow night. Let me, let me go to the schedule and I don't feel like looking I don't feel like trying man I'm done Quit me. Don't make me, lose don't make me lose my mind don't make me lose my mind don't make me lose my mind cause I'm Catholic like Wesley test me don't make me lose my mind don't make me lose my mind don't make me lose my mind cause I'm Catholic like Wesley test me test me Don't make me lose my mind cause Like Wesley test me test me